Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations in vulnerability and hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganbill and I am your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. It's your host, Brie of Compassionately You, and today I have Lisa of Lotus Joe's Yoga here. Hi, Lisa. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. I was connected to Lisa from Anna Van Atmel and then Abby. They both um, teach yoga within her studio and just shared how incredible she is, and we already talked for like about 25 minutes pre-podcast we could talk, I feel like, forever. So I'm so excited for this episode. Um, yeah. Lisa, tell me a little bit about how Lotus Joe Yoga came to be. Yeah. So um, before I was a studio owner, I was a college professor. It's one of, one of my careers. And I did it for a total of about seven years. I taught um, in grad school, so I count that. I guess technically six years after I graduated but uh so one of the things that I taught regularly because I was a professor of communication was breathing techniques because part of communication is public speaking Mm -hmm. people get really nervous about public speaking as you might know right Mm -hmm. Uh so um so by teaching breathing technique which is essentially what we do in yoga um we do a lot of different breathing techniques in yoga but just long, deep breaths, uh, ocean breathing, or the breath of ujjayi, or warrior breathing, whatever you're familiar with, Um, when I taught that to my students, my college students, I could get them to calm down and relax, because it stimulates the vagus nerve, and Mm. it switches you from that fight or flight response into your rest and digest, and so a lot of the things that happen to your body when you are speaking... um, out of nervousness, like dry mouth, shaky knees, things like that, are because your digestion has shut down, right? Because saliva is the first step in digestion. Wow. So um, just little things like that would come up. And so teaching that to my students deep, helped to deepen my yoga practice. And then my yoga practice made my teaching better, if that makes sense. They like complementing each other. Um, and yeah. then noticing one of the things we talk about in yoga is areas of discomfort, take notice of it, breathe to it, right? Because you can't run away from a business meeting that's uncomfortable. <laughs> you probably lose your job. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how to notice the difference between discomfort, that's okay, and discomfort that's like, this doesn't work for me, like a bad relationship or a job that's actually a really terrible fit for you because it has it's just not the right workplace. Maybe it has a toxic environment or you have a boss that's degrading or something like that. So like those focuses on self and part of that is developing a strong sense of self, which is a big part of yoga, but it's also a big part of what I taught in my classroom. And that leads me into 
decided, you know, well, I'm doing all of this stuff just based on my yoga practice. Maybe I should, maybe I should just get certified. And so I went to yoga school at Mindful Vinyasa School of Yoga with Amber Kilpatrick and Carrie Labarge, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know, I never had any plans to have a yoga studio, that's for sure. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it, but for about a year while I was still teaching at the college level, my regular communication courses, I um, started teaching yoga, just pop-up yoga on the side. So I had a couple of small gyms that I taught at and things like that. And then um, it turned into the studio, which is its own special story. But what Lotus Joe's is, or like what's at the heart of it and where the name comes from, I guess is really the the bigger part of what we do, whether it's pop-up yoga like I was doing or having a studio. All I really wanted was to create a space for anybody. Mm -hmm. So I actually wanted a community center, and I think that's essentially what I got because we do so many different – I mean, like, we've had – You do a lot of events, yeah. Yeah, and they're all really different. So, I mean, I've done a 10-year-old's birthday party, and I've done (laughs) – and I've done dog yoga. So, you know, it's just – I guess it depends what the people want, the people get, you know. <laughs> um, but I wanted a community center because community is so important. And on my blog, there's one blog post that shows my vision board for yoga school. But what it says, and actually it's like right in front of me. Now, I need to look at it. <laughs> um, what it says is, or the, the gist of it is just that, you know, empowered people empower people. And vibrant communities come from empowered people. And it's about pooling resources and helping each other out. And um, the sentiment is just basically wherever you're at in your cycle of life, and, you know, we cycle and cycle and cycle and cycle, um, whether you're in a, in a position of building, growing, decaying, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, um, that, that we have a spot for you. And so that's where the lotus comes in because the lotus flower – blooms in ponds, as you might know, mm-hmm. and, or not, and it, it's just the seed, and it's planted way deep down in the dark, dirty muck, and from the muck, it sprouts, and it grows, and it pushes up towards the top of the surface, and then it breaks through, and all of a sudden, this impossibly beautiful flower blooms um, from this tiny little dirty seed, and then it's this beautiful bloom, and then at the end of its season, you know, it dies and it breaks down and it goes back and then it becomes part of the muck that then a new lotus will grow from. And so that's like the cycle that we're on in our life is that we're constantly growing, building, rebuilding, breaking down. And wherever you're at on that cycle, I wanted to create a safe place for people to come. Yeah, I feel like people need that safe, comfortable place when they start to get into that uncomfortable uncomfortable feeling of growth um because sometimes growth is scary it's really good but it's scary at first and having that safe area is really needed for like sustainability yeah Yeah. and then you know if you just even like whatever state like so yes growth is so scary (laughs) (laughs) um growing this yoga business has been terrifying but uh then also just being in full bloom, like mm-hmm. waiting to not be in bloom. Do you know what I mean? Like how, long, how long does this last? Yeah. Um, because 
too, but I already noticed that I am not a first person noticed in rooms. Do you know what I mean? Like, sure, I'm 31. I get you there. Yeah. I'm definitely (laughs) older, like in comparison to the, um, I don't know, the generation that's probably, that's shaping pop culture right now, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. And so I just feel, I feel it. And so I'm like, well, guess I'm not blooming there (laughs) where am I you know and it's just like uh and that's why there's that constant cycle and sometimes we're doing multiple cycles at once like I'm blooming in this area but this area is so dead um and this area I'm trying to plant seeds in that area I'm pushing towards the surface and you know you can see that metaphor in multiple areas in your life um, but yeah, how long do I, how long am I going to bloom for is a little terrifying. It's like, once you get there, you're like, shoot, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay, no, what's, like, what's now next? what, right? Like, what? how do, is this sustainable? And how long is it, you know, depending on whatever it is. Um, but then there's also that bottom of the hole, like the deep, deep well. And I guess that would be the seed being planted in the muck. Like that's, what do you do then? That part, you know, so like, mm-hmm. I guess. But then there's also this bit of excitement because, yeah, you're in the muck, you're in the well, but once you've decided you're not going to be there anymore, you're like, I could be anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel feel like it's like each season, like, or maybe every year, you know, we, especially I think yeah. of Michigan relating it to that, like, every year the flowers come back and they bloom and they might yeah. be even brighter than last year, or they might be a different size, or they just might be, and so I feel like that's anything for growth, even relating to decades. I'll relate back to being 30, like, I loved my 20s, and I do miss parts of it, but I also like my 30s, because I feel like, at least my 30s, because I have my kid now, is I, I had to really realize more of myself, and I feel like I've just, yeah, so I don't know, I feel like sometimes 30s and 40s are like, the, I don't know, decades that are, like, about, hey, I'm cool with being me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. I mean, and depending on if you have kids or not, and then what ages they are, it's, like, a discovery and a rediscovery. Oh, my like, goodness. You know? So, like, on both ends of the spectrum, because I had one kid in my early 20s and then one kid when I was 30. Yeah. And so, you know... Madison, my oldest, will be graduating from high school the year I turn 40. So this leads me into our your personal story, actually. Yeah. Um, talking more about what that was like you wanted to share about being a mom before yeah, you were fully... On, on Mother's Day, I was, yeah. you know, doing what I do, trying to get my five minutes. I was probably in the bathroom or something, and I was <laughs> scrolling through. I learned that early on when I used to work in healthcare. And so when I needed a break, but we were short-staffed, I would just go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess that's sort of similar to parenting, right? Yeah. Um, Except your kids can walk in. They're allowed to walk in. (laughs) Exactly. So I, you know, just scrolling through, and I saw this post that really resonated with me, and it was something to the effect of, um, I became a mom before I became a woman. And I was like, that's me. Like, I... I mean, I was an adult. It's not like I was a child, but I was at a stage in life. I was a junior in college when I got pregnant with with my oldest, and I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do. You know, like, we were trying to figure out the next pool party to go to or what mom (laughs) to sneak into. You know, it wasn't – I wasn't thinking about – 
that sort of thing until I became a mom and then over the course of my 20s you know now I mean I had there was so much discovery in that phase um and the early part was really hard because I didn't have a strong sense of self and so I didn't know what I wanted to do and so I was lonely and frustrated and I felt like kind of gypped like I got I didn't get a chance to do a lot of the stuff that my friends were doing uh, like traveling and I wasn't able to finish my Spanish minor because then I couldn't travel abroad and um, for the semester and things like that and then you know I reached this point in my mid-20s where I was like I don't care like that's okay I can still do that because Madison graduates when I'm 40 yes like what I was just saying like yes so young Mm -hmm. I have 25 more years or so of my career once my daughter graduates um to I can bloom then you Mm -hmm. know like now I can do the things that work and that I like and still find myself and then I can change that's okay like I'll just do it later so yeah that's part of it I mean I'm definitely not putting things off um thinking that I'm going to be lucky enough to get to do all of them but like stuff that just isn't in the cards right now I just think I'll catch it on the flip side that's okay yeah and to me you're really inspiring just I look at the business that you've created just with Lotus Joe and it's more than a business it's a community like you said and it's that's a huge accomplishment to do well you are in your early 30s you have a few kids on both ends of the spectrum like to me that's incredible and I don't think very many people would be able to do that you know and so I don't know I just I'm just trying to affirm because that's what I do here but it really to it really to me is sometimes we can get so um like we're in our journey and so we see it every day right and so we forget we don't forget but um we don't see how actually like incredible we really are if you just had someone looking in that wasn't you going oh my gosh you were a professor at western <laughs> that's insane that's awesome with public speaking and then you also decided to start this business which is thriving i feel like i always see things about it on line and I just know many people that are a part of the community so okay I'll stop yeah. I'll stop affirming but yes um but yeah so I, I think and I've had that conversation with my mom as well like I'll get like I was talking about with the lotus like I kind of feel like buried in muck sometimes and mm-hmm. um she's like Lisa you're not seeing it you're just not seeing it you're too close to it like Mm -hmm. you got like you know you have to and then she'll be like you and then depending on what the situation is you know she'll be like these things are also true like because I get stuck on this um is it true kind of thing you know and that's part of Mm -hmm. mindfulness um is like evaluating the thought to see if it's valid right yeah you have thoughts all the time that are just total crap you can just let that one float away because that's just not real. That's just a fear. Yes, yes. Um, but then some of the stuff I'm like, no, but that's real. Like that that thing really happened. 
and then so it's like but what else happened right like yeah is there an and then like is there more is because there's probably simultaneous truths that are happening and so yeah that thing happened and that was hard and that sucked but what else happened maybe before after or is ongoing that's good right Mm -hmm. and so to give acknowledgement to that it's like I was saying we started but yeah um, it's so much easier sometimes for our brains to notice pain irritation like negative yes and we remember that more versus remember it sure it's more memorable Mm -hmm. where we think i think this this is something i talked about with my college students a lot but like uh happy or like feeling good people think of that as um like baseline and I'm like no baseline mm-hmm. is breathing blinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes you know it's so baseline is baseline I'm alive baseline it's is basic opening. needs yeah <laughs> it's opening your eyes in the morning and being like yes I made it <laughs> <laughs> made it through the night um mm-hmm. and happiness is above the bar and everything else those negative things are maybe below the bar but we've gotten in this mindset probably because we're really privileged you know that mm-hmm. um i i should be happy and it's like why why do you think you deserve to walk around happy all the time like mm-hmm. why is that your expectation and so we only notice when the expectation is violated we only notice it when it's not there um and i think that's why we notice those negative things so much so you know it's so much easier for to pick that stuff out and that's why we need people like you Um, or that outside perspective to be like you know what you need to go sit on your cloud and you need to look at the bigger picture and you need Mm -hmm. to not you need to withdraw from where you are take a step back and like get a little perspective yeah and I think it's hard when this is what I feel with myself I can be very driven and passionate and so I want everything to happen now it has to happen now. I want to do X, Y, and Z, and it needs to grow, like, exponentially. Like, I needed to be there yesterday, like, whatever my, my goal was, whether personal or professional. So I feel like that's, like, the entrepreneur yeah. spirit, too. So... Well, and it's also just our generation. True. We're so used to, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're a millennial, too. It I is true. When you were saying, I want it to happen now, I don't know why, but I heard that Pepsi commercial play in my head. <laughs> Spice Girls, that thing. It was oh, Generation Next. Yes, yes. Like, on to the next, on to the next. It's like we you can't know, just like, enjoy now, that yeah. accomplishment or the yeah. the little, little things that lead up to it that your mom is probably saying. Like, the little things that lead up to it or the little things that happen after. Like, yeah. look at the whole picture. But Yeah. Like, you know, and it was a big thing was when the business was starting, and I was just like, well... I was actually much more optimistic when the business started. And then I think that's like, I know I'm going to be annoying and keep going back to it, but that was no, like no, good. my flower pushing towards the surface of the water. Mm. So I have this like momentum, like I can see it. I can see the light. I'm going to break through the surface kind of thing. Um, and what I kept seeing was like our numbers growing, which is great because for a business, no matter how community oriented you want to be at the end of the day to keep your doors open, you have to, at least be breaking even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. depending on you know depending on what you want to do with your business if it's for you to live off of you have to do more than that if it's just you want to have this thing 
this out, yeah, this thing, uh, this purpose. Then at least it just has to be sustainable so that you're not paying into it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I just remember going through that, and then it was like the numbers were growing, and then all of a sudden it would be a holiday or something would happen, and then the numbers would drop off. And it's like, that doesn't negate all of the other stuff that's going well. Yes. It just means that what we're seeing is that that week that we had to close for snow or that week that we were, you know, whatever, um, people were probably traveling or, you know, the weather changed or whatever. Uh, what you're seeing is that cycle through your books. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just focus, your focus can't be that narrow. Otherwise, it's always going to be so... I feel like you, oh. so like, oh, crisis, so, like everything. So yes. Yeah. If, you, if all you did was just crunch numbers, I can tell you right now, because I've gotten stuck doing that, mm-hmm. you would lose it. You would absolutely lose it because they go all over the place. So what you, and you know, and that's hard at the beginning of business because you don't have years of business to say, well, it levels out. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, well, I don't really know if it's going to level out. <laughs> yeah. Um, No. Mm-mm. So. This is all so wonderful to, I love this conversation. <laughs> I love everything. Thanks. Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's not linear. And so you have to have like, I don't know, a bunch of categories to constantly be checking in on. Cause you also don't want to like, you know, one of the things when I was making my business plan, um, we, I originally looked to buy a building. And so I was working with a commercial realtor because I wanted my overhead to be low so that I could do what I'm doing, which is offer really affordable prices because I wanted it to be just really community-oriented and because I think yoga is so important Mm -hmm. um, and having that place is so important. And so I wanted to make sure that I could offer a price that even if it's low, if someone was on a fixed income or something, I was like, I want to be able to be like, you know what? That's okay. I can work with you on that. Oh, that's nice. Um, so, so anyway, that leads me back to the, the commercial realtor because if you own the building, your overhead is obviously incredibly different than if you're leasing because the person you're leasing from is also trying to make a profit, right? So if it's, you're an owner-occupant, it's not like you're going to upcharge yourself. True. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? So then all you're responsible for is the actual mortgage of the building, which is usually pretty reasonable depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um so anyway, uh, so I was talking to this commercial realtor, and he was like, the biggest thing you need to do is know when to shut it down. Like, when, like, how long can you run, this is what he told us, how long can you run at a deficit before you couldn't get back out of that deficit? Like, mm. and that you have to know so that you can pull back. Yeah. Be like this ship isn't sinking with me on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. So as far as buying the building, the nice thing about that is real estate—you just sell it, you know. But commercial real estate sometimes takes a longer time to sell, so you have to keep that in mind. Then his question to us is like, "Would you want to rent it?" But I think that goes for a lot of things in life. It's like, when do you like raise the flag? Like, pull me out. I'm all done. <laughs> this is this is a 
Yeah, and I feel like having that idea in your mind of kind of what he alluded to with where is, like, what do you think, whether it's numbers-wise or even, like, feeling-wise, uh-huh. when is that point of that? Like, trying to define it at least a little tangibly for yourself and then yeah. recognizing it when it actually is there. I was afraid I wouldn't recognize it. And so that's why I think I get a little funny about the numbers, which is why oh, I don't sure. have and that goes to like, uh, yeah, being co- being confident and sure that I will, and and you will. I feel like we all will. Entrepreneurs all will. I think there's always that little seed of what if I just need X, Y, and Z. If I just had oh, yeah. one more client. If I just, I, yeah. I actually almost shuttered the business really recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting that you just mentioned that because um, I got a divorce so Mm -hmm. and I wasn't I didn't file for it so it was you know even though it was something that I think overall is better for us as a family um it was just kind of like oh this you know this is a change of course right yeah and so anyway um there was a lot of things that went along with that a lot of changes and I thought with everything I was going through that maybe maybe this was the time to pull the plug on the business and also I think the biggest thing that happened in the business between February and probably April was or I wasn't there very much and I don't think I'm you know I think all of us kind of do this but we diminish our importance Mm -hmm. and I didn't think it would be a big deal to just pass off all my duties and just self-care and I'm glad I did that I think it was good for me um but having me not be there and it's my business and it's my vision and it's my baby yeah I think it was palpable like the community felt it and between my students clients and my teachers everybody felt a little bit disjointed like you know so the ripple effect was there my personal life, even though I wasn't even present, was was affecting the business, and um, I thought, crap, how long is this going to ripple for, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I looked into some options, because our lease renewed in May, and I renewed it, so don't worry, anyone, if you're listening, if you have a membership, <laughs> we're here, you know, having that, per- you know, we all have personal lives, business owners have personal lives, and um so having that come through and then knowing I'm renewing the lease in May is just like, uh, do I want, maybe I shouldn't renew, you know? So I got to that point and then I started talking to building management about if I would be allowed to go to month to month. And I'm like, no, that's terrible too, because that's bad for my employees. And then every month, like, what if we have a bad month, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, you don't want to do that either. Um, and I looked at having, someone take it over like you know I reached out to to Amber of my yoga school Amber Kilpatrick because she's still my mentor and just was like you know someone who would want to take it over so that it doesn't have to die you Mm know and um so I kind of put my feelers out to the community and there was thankfully my crew everybody at Lotus Trust was like incredible they stepped up to the plate and then some and helped me 
cover classes, cover events, taught things that just were not essential, um, and they kept it alive, you know. But um, what it came down to, the feedback I kept getting was like, don't shutter the business in reaction to feeling crappy, right? So like, I was at this place at the very bottom of the pond, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't think I would ever be in a position to open this business again until I was, like, way older, like, you know, maybe even not until retirement. I just, because when I opened it, I had this overlap of my salary from Aquinas, I was teaching at Aquinas, Mm -hmm. went through August, but, you know, we get done teaching the first week of May, so I had these, like, three months the lease started May 1st and I had these three months to work on the studio while I still had a salary so it's not like I wasn't making money and I was also spending money to start a business and I'm like I don't I'm not gonna have that sweet spot again I don't just have extra cash laying around to take three months off of work you know and start a new business so if I walk away from this I'm I'm really walking away Mm -hmm. and I think that was when I was like I want to do that really like it it's just hard right now mm-hmm. um and so and so here we are we're still here so it was an interesting first year of business we actually so we're officially one but Yay. On a, our, yeah but our grand open wasn't actually until september so we're still not even one yet oh. I mean, like isn't that crazy that is crazy because you guys are doing so much like that's awesome yeah i just i <laughs> sure. Yeah. But like at this time last year, I was like ripping out carpet and ugh, oh my goodness, walls and ceilings and just whatever. So it's yeah. crazy how much difference a year can make. Yeah, my it's life was nothing like it is now. So. It's like exponential. I keep saying that, but it's wow. exponential growth. Like it's not even a year, and all the stuff it was that a whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could have never imagined last year as I was picking out the carpet dumping big hot kettles of water on the glue because it wouldn't come up. It just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know who put the carpet down, but they were, they must have had stock at a glue company because it was just incredible. <laughs> so I would heat up, I would use the teapot and heat up, you know, it's about a gallon. And then I would dump it on the carpet to melt it and quick try to rip it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't imagine doing that. And then today I'm, you know, I have supplier I have to meet with and uh you know it's a CBD supplier and then I have to, I have to go over to one of the restaurants we work with because we're talking about moving an event to the to outdoors and seeing how many mats I can fit and I'm like it's just so different and this than, is yeah than my little dirty seed last year that hadn't even begun to grow it was just an idea and I think this is so helpful for people to hear like the inside of what it is like with a business that's not even a year old and with building space and, you know, managing teachers and the dream and personal life all together. Like, it's really, it's a lot and it's very inspiring too. If you had a word of advice you could give to people today, um, there's a lot of different journeys you mentioned, so I'm going to try to sum it up a little bit, but whether it's when you're changing your lifestyle or career, um, 
whether it's when you have a kid or just wanting to change your lifestyle or career because you have gone through that or whether it's also about, you know, what happens when there's like personal yeah when the rug gets pulled out from under you and you still got all this stuff going on and you had that community to support like that's in the community supported you yeah i'll give a i'll give my little uh my elevator (laughs) good inspiration um something my mom always told me was it's always easier to find a job when you have a job and Mm -hmm. i think that relates to everything obviously you can't help it if like you got fired or something but in terms of like career switching and dream chasing it's always easier to pursue that from a place of comfort Mm -hmm. (laughs) we hear about people so often that are like I quit my job and I then I had to figure it out it's like well if you kind of just held out just a little longer it might it might have been it might have worked better I don't know (laughs) so just if you if you can and I, I would never encourage someone to stay in a bad situation to work on something else but if it's just a matter of I'm in the corporate world and I want to switch you know something like that which was I was in higher education and some things changed so it, just trying to make it easy on yourself as easy as you can right like getting like ducks and get your ducks in a row um, if you can do that I would encourage you to do that and then you know, the, one of the things I was saying to Bree before we started was, uh, and I mentioned again, it, we notice areas of hardship first. So sometimes a good thing to do is keep a little list of things that you don't want, right? You don't want to do mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. And then as you're creating your future, design it so that you don't have to do them or so that you're doing them minimally. And a lot of times by creating that little list of things like hard pass, um, items you end up realizing oh well I don't like to do that because I like to do this and so it helps to shift the perspective so I didn't like being micromanaged and stuff because I liked to have freedom to build relationships with clients like if I'm thinking of being at the bank Mm, Um, yeah and I have that now and I have that higher education and I have it now where building those relationships whether it was with students or clients I don't have like a limit and I'm not I'm not just trying to sell something. I'm, I can truly build a community. So yeah, so I like. And tell. And then, uh, oh, from, yeah. getting, from getting that rug pulled out from under you. Um, that's why you know start now developing your strong sense of self, starting with a list of I am statements. I am what, and then you know start to create this list, whether it's a real list or a list in your head that are things that you believe you are and then live your life to be those things and having that strong sense of self you know certainly helps you to navigate when people mess with that or try to tell you otherwise Um, and it also helps you fit into a community better because you know what you bring and you know what you want to get out of it and that's you know where you get to that empowerment and empowered individuals empower people um, comes from that sense of internal self-knowing Thank you, Lisa. Those are both incredible words of wisdom for everybody and myself today. And then um, if people wanted to get involved in your community, um, what types of events do you have at the end of June and coming up in July? Yeah, so 
we always have our 30 days of yoga for $30, which is nice because then if you want to get started, you've maybe never done yoga or you're not, you're not sure, um, it's a pretty good place to start to just navigate our community. But then also we're starting community classes. They start at the beginning of June and they go indefinitely. And so those are on Sundays. And we're also partnering now with Happy Cat Cafe. So if you just like That's cats awesome. and casually are interested in yoga, we'll be there every other Sunday. And that is all year round. Um, and then will be bringing back, that's the restaurant I was talking about, yoga and brunch, but we're hoping to do it outside, so you'll have to stay tuned for that one. Um, and our website, I'm working on it, but it mm-hmm. always has lists of events, so lotusjoes.com, just check in with us, and if you ever need anything, there's a contact, and it comes directly to my personal email, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you. So that's a lot of great ways to get involved. The partnership with Happy Cat Cafe sounds awesome. I've been wanting to go there so for so long. I'm really excited I'm about excited. that. I've taught there a few times. I'm taking it over for a friend that was teaching it. So oh. yeah, stay tuned for that one. I'm going to write about it. Awesome. All right. Well, yeah. thank you again for your time and your openness today. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It was wonderful to talk. And everybody, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day like to learn more about today's episode, you can go to brelugenville.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Bree at brelugenville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.